Welcome to the Lyme 360 podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a fellow Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to learn about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. This week's podcast is brought to you by Air Oasis. As a Lyme warrior, I know how important it is to have clean air in the home. I've been using a room air purifier, but recently had to purchase an all-home unit to combat mold issues throughout our house. I did some research and found a great company called Air Oasis. Their air purifiers help fight bacteria, viruses, and mold. So if you have not put in an air purifier into your home, go to lime360.com forward slash air oasis. They carry room units as well as entire home units. Hi, welcome back to the Lime 360 podcast. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today I have on Bianca from Poland, and she's a health and mindset coach specializing, but not limited to Lyme, chronic illnesses, parasites, and gut health. She is also a certified Reiki instructor and specializing in inner child healing. Bianca reminds people of the true power within allowing them to show up authentically in the world while guiding others for the root cause of their illness. Thank you so much, Bianca, for coming on. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. Bianca, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Fellow Lyme warrior, and you've now made it your, your practice to help others. And I love how you are specializing in um, Reiki because I have not had anybody on to talk about that. So I really want to focus on that and the other areas that you specialize in. But if you could tell us, you know, I think you said you were six years into your journey, which is what I am based on, on what you've gone through. Like, what would you say like, is like the thing that kind of got you better? Like not, I know there's so many things, but like, if someone were to call you today and say, I have Lyme, what should I do? Where would you steer them? Right. We all know the mistakes we've made and like what we should avoid. How do you get them from zero to six years quicker? <laughs> if that makes yeah, sense. For sure. For sure. I think it's, a mix of so many different areas and it does depend on the individual. I feel like more coaches are so needed in our industry as well because we know what happens with doctors not being educated in tick-borne illness. But if I was to say one thing, I, I definitely couldn't say in particular because the way that I did it was completely backwards to how I teach people now, which is so interesting. But if I was to say where to start, it would be finding someone that can help you with mindset. And I know that can be a complete slap in the face for some people because it's like, I feel like my story was very much that I was traumatized by the doctors themselves telling me that it was a mind problem. Mm -hmm. Definitely isn't, but I feel like we need to set up like a visualization of how you want your future because you can't start to heal when you don't know where to go. And so having that vision, number one, for sure. Then I would go into things like detox, of course, understanding how to detox the body at every level, because if we're mobilizing toxins around the body, they're going to end up in tissues and different places in the body, which is going to cause more of an issue. So I'd be checking, you know, to make sure that you don't have any issues with B vitamins and that all your detox system is really flowing. There's like six different areas that you should be looking at, like the liver, the bowels, binding the toxins, renal support, 
and yeah, liver support as well, bio support, all of that stuff. It has to be flowing first. Yeah. And then I would go into, you know, actually treating it, but I'd be looking at it very differently. I'd be looking at it as a physical body and an emotional body, what's going on in two areas. And then I would go to what's going on in your physical environment. Are you living in mold? Do you have any of these Mm -hmm. allergies that could be causing more of an issue? And then what is your physical, emotional life like? Are you in toxic relationships? What's happening in that area? It needs to be looked at really comparted in different areas rather than just going kill, 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 because we know that doesn't work. Well, it's interesting. um, Before we dive in more about your personal journey, I love the first point you bring up because you know, we've all been there where you've shown up at the hospital, you've shown up at a doctor and they're like, oh, you're making it up. Like, here's your list of psychiatrists, you know, like the labs that show that you're normal. Right. And so then you start feeling like you're crazy. And then you're like, wait, should I be going? You get angry, but you bring up at the point where, yes, we need to go get emotional, like talk to somebody, not that the psychiatrist is the right answer. I think you need somebody who has experience with Lyme and maybe it is a psychiatrist. Maybe it's not. But flipping the switch and being like, okay, I do have this. I'm not making it up, but there's a reason why my body is getting sick and there has to be an emotional component to that. And that may be talking to a psychiatrist about your emotional components, or maybe it's a specialist or someone like you that talks about, you know, their inner child and, and is able to release their emotions. So yes, you don't need to go see a psychiatrist for, um, the fact that you're making this up and you feeling gaslighted, but you do need to figure out, have an expert that shows you how to release these emotions. Exactly. Am I that right? I don't know. Yeah, no, you definitely are. I think we need to, yes, it is a physical illness, but there is an emotional compartment to this. And I think if we hit the mindset first, we stop the extra trauma loop. You know, we've got a trauma loop of whatever we've experienced now, our life before, in order to get sick and have your body in disease, it needs to be out of ease. So there had to be some type of stressor or a range of different things that put your immune system in that in the first place. And then if you're going to go on top of that and see a doctor who completely gaslights you, and then your family is gaslighting you and everything around you is victimizing you, it's just going to cause more of that disassociation that we see with Lyme as well. So Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful to get onto that first. What point did you decide, okay, I'm going to become a health and mindset coach? So the health coaching actually just came because people were coming to me. I I didn't even plan to do a health coaching course or anything like that, but people were coming to me all the time for that in particular. But in terms of mindset, I actually started to do a lot of courses and things myself to get myself better. It took me a really long time to dig into that kind of mindset stuff, obviously because of the trauma of being told that it was in my head. I really didn't believe that I had to go down that track of mindset. However, it helped me so, so much with my journey in the end to get over everything. And I know it's worked so well with people. So I was like, you know what? I need to do this. This is my purpose. People were coming to me. I didn't really, it's almost like it came to me in a sense. Like, yes, I did the courses and things, but it was starting to come to me. And I was actually studying psychology at the time too. So I had like that scientific kind of background at the time, but I was like, I just, I know that I want to do it this way because I understand how people with Lyme or chronic illness, how, how it works for them. And so just being able to support people like that just started to come naturally, I guess. 
That's great. Now, can you explain to people, because I don't think I've had anybody on that talked about Reiki yet. Like, what is that? And just how do you practice it? Can you do it on Zoom or do you have to do it in person? Yeah. So it is a woohoo thing to some people and it definitely was for me. So trigger warning, but I was at a, at a point in my life that I was so, so depressed. I didn't want to be here anymore. And I put on my Instagram stories. I was like, does anyone know a healer? And I was sent this beautiful lady and I did it with her over Zoom in the middle of the pandemic. And I was having all of these, I'll share my experience first so people can understand because I also didn't understand at once. I was having all of these kind of convulsions and not in a bad way, but like releasing trauma through this healing. And this was over Zoom. So it was, it would blew my mind. It was over Zoom. It was over Zoom. Yes. So yeah. And I just started to have all of these kind of visuals and things happen to me. And I was like, what just happened after this? I was like, I need to learn this. Like, Ashley, what can I do? And I ended up then learning Reiki myself because I was like so much. So that was Reiki. That's what you were doing when you were. Yes. Hmm. Yes. And then, so then I learned myself how to do it. It is a little bit complex to understand, but basically we go off like Albert Einstein says, everything is energy. We hold a lot of trauma in our body. The chakra system, which is like seven energy centers, has now been admitted by the Heart Institute. So we know we have these energy fields within our body. And so Reiki is really like working with that to harmonize what's going on in the energy fields, to clear out some limiting beliefs, things that have been held on to. I'm quite psychic. I believe we all are to a degree, but since I've had this awakening into Reiki, I do have like different things come through, which I'm able to then share with my clients, which helps them. I actually can feel their symptoms, which is so interesting. So I can feel parts of my body and I'll be able to relay back to them. Like, are you having pain here? Or, and I get also visuals and things like that throughout the experience. But basically all I am is a channel working with source and channeling energy. I don't heal people. It's not coming from me. It's kind of coming outside of me. And then Mm -hmm. I clear all the energy centers and whatever kind of comes up in that. And then afterwards, a lot of people purge for about two weeks. Some people are really emotional. Some people feel really, really good. And yeah, it just depends on the person really. But a lot of detox symptoms occur from Reiki as well. So it's interesting that you say like you you have this sense. So do you have to be like, turn it on? I'm just, I was always curious about this. So like, do you have to be actually working with somebody and be like, okay, I'm, they're my client right now. Or like when you meet somebody, you start talking to somebody, you automatically feel it and you know what's happening, even though they didn't ask. Yes. Yes. So I feel symptoms and I believe a lot of people in our community actually are empaths which means we absorb a lot of people's energy. So that was like a root cause of my illness as well. Just always helping a lot of people all the time and not, and not having any self boundaries, Mm -hmm. but it also can be like a power to you because you can just tune in and start to feel them. However, I did go through like a lot of training and then you have like certain attunements and things like that with the Reiki master. And that's when more of these things started to come through these feelings and the more I do it, the more it kind of progresses. Yep. Is that the same thing? Do you know, ever heard of indigo children? Yes. Yes. Is yes, that yes. The, kind of the same thing? Yes. Like, that's based on like an alien kind of cosmic understanding of star seeds and that kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Well, indigo children are children who are very empathetic when they're little. Mm-hmm. I think this is the definition I understand. 
where they're able to, like they're dimensional, right? So they can see Mm -hmm. and do things like they're able to read blindfolded because they use their, you know, third sense or their third eye to feel and see things. And I think that's kind of in the same line. Yeah, it is. But we kind of all have the ability. We've just Mm -hmm. forgotten. We can all do it. It's not Mm -hmm. like some magic thing that someone's a psychic or anything like that. I believe we all have the power to to tune into these things. That's why there's so many like MBSR coaches now and it's becoming more and more popular to start looking into our trauma and start kind of getting into Mm -hmm. those bits. And this is just a beautiful way to get in the parasympathetic state as well. So, Which is so much like damage from Lyme. And I think a lot of people who will be listening, if you've tried everything and they tell you that your Lyme's gone and your parasite's gone, your mold's gone, and you're still not getting better, now it's time to go after the parasympathetic nerve because it's almost mm-hmm. in a flight or fight or PTSD. It's just overdrive and no one's told it to turn it off, like to stop it and turn yeah. it off and go back to reset it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we have to remember as well, like with our mind as well, we, we run off 95% of unconsciousness. So we have these, these loops that we keep replaying in our life and we don't know why. So you may be well now, but you may be replaying this thing in your body where, you know, you're trying to protect yourself from Lyme all the time. So you're quite tight and like stuck and you don't mean to be, but you've, that's the best way of defense in our body. And then only 5% of our mind is actually conscious. So you can be as positive as you want, but if we don't look at the subconscious mind and the nervous system and reset that, then I don't, I, I believe you could be more likely to have more issues in the future or have these kind of depression or that kind of thing come through for you because we haven't reset the nervous system. We haven't looked at the subconscious mind and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You also um, talk about a little bit about your inner child. Can you talk a little bit about that and why that's important and that should be addressed? For sure. So from zero to seven, our emotional brain is not formed. So whatever happened during that period of our time is how we learned how to get our parents to react to us or reflect back to us. So whatever our caregivers gave to us as a response is how we act and how we learn how to act for the rest of our life. And then it also sets us up for however we kind of view adulthood. It's the lens in which we we view adulthood. So our emotional body stores all of these memories. And so that's when we get into like relationships or anything like this. And we have maybe childlike views or certain reactions or a lot of triggers. And a lot of it can be from our childhood, stored emotional memories and reactions as to why we behave in a certain way or why we're more likely to get sick. And it's so much more, there's so much deep within our inner child. And so once we start to witness that part of ourselves, which is always in our body, we will always carry like every age kind of that we've had in our life within our body. And so once you witness your inner child again, you don't have to necessarily remember. I know I've seen a lot in the Lyme area. A lot of us have repressed memories, which was a huge issue for me because I didn't remember a lot of my childhood. Didn't know why until I went back and kind of did a lot of work with other coaches myself. And I started to witness these parts and I was like, that's why I do that in that area. And that's why I do that. And it's not about trying to change anything. We never truly healed. We're always healing, but it's like, you understand yourself on a different level and you can give yourself compassion for things that you do that may be childlike or 
however your lens is, you can take yourself back and really get this like strong power from within because you understand yourself. And I think that's the most important thing is we're always kind of searching for who we are or who we want to be. And when we witness this part, we can truly just expand. So it's a really beautiful area to look at. It's not easy, but it's so special when you do Mm -hmm. do the work. And then is it something that you have to work with a coach or is there something that you can do from home? If I was to do it on my own, it would be for people that can't afford a coach or anything like that. I would just start to witness my feelings. I'd start to write down my triggers that I'm having every single day in my life and then start to figure out why they trigger you. And you'll you'll notice smells, you'll notice certain people, you'll notice these things. And as you go along and you'll feel certain parts in your body. So you may be triggered by something. So someone says something to you and then you feel like really, really upset. But when you look at it, you're like, oh, that wasn't really anything. That just triggered my inner child. And then you can start to work out why this is happening and become like someone that guides your own life rather than your subconscious mind controlling you. So start to notice what's triggering you. Start to figure out where it's sitting in the body because it could be sitting in a particular energy field. For a lot of us with gut issues, it's sitting in the solar plexus, which is like then coming into worthiness and, and other parts. So each chakra has a meaning as to why we hold on to negative energies basically within them. So yeah, start to notice the triggers if you can't afford someone right now. Start feeling into your body and even just close your eyes and ask your inner child. See what comes through. There's plenty of um, meditations as well that you can do to start to see what you can visualize and remember, which is really beautiful. But that's the best way if you don't if you can't afford a coach. And so your coaching, is it one-on-one or do you have a group coaching program? How do you work? So I work one-on-one at this moment. I am creating a course, which should be out in the next couple of weeks, which will entail everything to do with mindset. It'll also have a specific content on Lyme and mold as well from moving out of mold and how to actually deal with mold, how to test and all of the bits and pieces. Cause I know a lot of us are like, oh, how do I save my clothes? And all of that stuff will be involved as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I've just ended up running out of space to fit people in. Basically, it's kind of good that I've moved to Europe now because I can do like Australians in the morning and I can fit more people in. But I'm, I'm starting to think that it's time for a course so that more people can get a hold of it for an affordable price and start to start to understand these parts. And are most of your clients Lyme patients or? Yes, most are Lyme patients or they have particular chronic illnesses like EBV issues and things like that as well. So there's, yeah, there's a wide range of people that are suffering with chronic illness mostly or even mold illness and things like that. So yeah. That's great. I'm sad that there's so many people sick. Um, It's amazing that it's Australia, United States, Europe, it's kind of Mm. happening worldwide. I know it's such a shame. It's such, there's a lot of Lyme here in Poland as well. So mm-hmm. many people have it here. There's, it's surprising because there's so much winter, but there's so many ticks here. A lot of them get it. So it's just becoming more and more popular, unfortunately, to, to come across people that have Lyme. And it's, it's a shame, but it's like good to see when I reflect back on where I came from. When I first had Lyme, there was like two options. There's so many options now. There's so many different coaches as well. I have had people approach me as well to learn how to 
do my certain teaching so that they can become coaches themselves. So I do have plans to open up a coaching school so that I can start to teach people rather than trying to do, it's just a lot. There's so many people that need help. So I wish I had more time in the day. So I feel like the courses will help, but then potentially teach some people to be coaches too. Well, I think you're really busy because there is no medical solution for the like Western medical, you know, like, it's not like, oh, you just take these antibiotics and you feel better. Or you take this medicine and you feel better. It's such a complicated disease and there's no one answer, unfortunately. But from what your experience, I mean, I know we t- touched on this a little bit in the beginning, but, you know, is there anything else that you would say that somebody can start at home? I always ask this of, of every podcast guest, mm-hmm. you know, anything that you would say is like, if you were to give a magic bullet, like, is there something that like on that bad, bad day when you can't get out of bed, which we've all been, is there something you're like, okay, this, or say if you're going to regress, like we all have relapses for whatever reason, if we ate bad stress, mold, we relapse. What what gets you back out of that relapse or what's your go-to? I, I know what my go-to things are. I just be curious to see what your go-to things are. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely start with like journaling. And I know that's the hardest thing sometimes in that state, but it's a way to reason with your thoughts because yes, we're dealing with the pain too, but we also feeling super low. So I'd start, I'd start journaling to myself. It's also okay if you are feeling like so overwhelmed to put on a really funny movie. I used to always watch like The Office or Gilmore Girls. I loved those when I was really sick. That's also okay to be like, it's okay. But then I'd be thinking of my thoughts throughout that period. So I'd be starting to set up some mantras for myself, things like, I am healing, this is okay. The more symptoms that I feel, the more I'm healing, my immune system's working. The way we're talking to ourselves is so important. And it can be hard because it's so painful and there's so many different symptoms and we're dealing with brain fog and it's not that easy. But if you can't remember them in those flares, I would be putting up stickers in my room of the mantra or whatever it is and start to really start to retrain your brain yourself. What's a good mantra that you would tell people if they can't think of one? Um, something like I am healing. I am always healing. My immune system's working. Things like that are beautiful or Lyme is happening for me and not to me is one of my favorites because I do believe a lot of us, it does lead to our purpose. Mm -hmm. And it's just unfortunate that the way that the world's working now, I do believe there's just so much chronic illness going on generationally and we've never seen it before. So the world does and will need us in the future. So I think remembering that this is happening for you, really remembering that you can heal as well. The way we're treating our body is so important to be making sure we love our body, we respect our body, and we know our immune system's working. Just starting to retrain those things is a beautiful way to start for sure. That's great. This has been amazing. So anybody who's listening, you can go to Instagram at Bianca Holistic Way. And then is there a website or anything else that you would like people to go to or just your Instagram? Yeah, just pop on my Instagram. If you go to the link in my bio, you can have a look. There's my website there. I've also got a beautiful free master your detox PDF for anyone who can't afford a coach right now and just wants to understand the detox symptoms. That's all of there. And then yeah, all my courses, services, everything is on there as well. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Bianca. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Such an honor to be here. Appreciate you. Thank you. 
Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on, and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to Lyme360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.